My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following hot seat session, community member Paul Del Vecchio is looking for help to prepare for a Zoom meeting with a new connection that he established through cold outreach. He wants to make sure he provides value to this person first, while also making it clear how they can help him in his own journey. Listen in to hear the advice that I give Paul and how he can ensure that this is a fruitful conversation for everyone involved that could potentially lead both to longer-term mentorship and, if he plays his cards right, maybe even his dream job someday. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here's today's Hot Seat Friday session with Paul Del Vecchio, made possible today by our amazing sponsors, Evercast and Ergo Driven, who are featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. We've got Mr. Paul Del Vecchio next on the Hot Seat. 
man, am I excited to talk to you this morning. Oh, my God. So many things have happened since you and I have connected last. Give everyone in the group a little bit of context about why you're here on the hot seat this morning. So I sent out my outreach email. And to? I got a res- to uh, Dan Liu. Uh, he is an editor. Uh, well, he was an editor on The Walking Dead, and now he is a director on multiple shows. So I sent out, <laughs> I sent out the uh, outreach, and I got a response. How long and did it was- take for you to get a response, by the way? 19 minutes. 19 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more. In the response. But wait, there's more. <laughs> right. So in the response, he, he actually asked me to jump on a Zoom call. So that's happening oh, tonight. Did he now? Now, just, just, <laughs> just for point of reference, I remember warning you and the rest of the class about this. You remember when we talked about yes. this and somebody had put in their ask, the very first message, I'm curious if you have time to set up a Zoom call. And I said, don't do that. Yeah, but really, this is a hard question to ask. I'm like, if you do this right, they're going to ask you to get on a call. So you wrote this message, sweating bullets for weeks. How do I reach out to this guy? What do I say? Like, this guy works on The Walking Dead. This is exactly where I want to be. 19 minutes, and he asked you out on a date. I love it. But now you have a brand new problem, which is what? So the call is booked. Now what the hell do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What do I say on that call? I don't know what to do because it's kind of freaky because you can't just have this perfectly drafted follow-up and hit send. Now you have to be a real human being on the fly and you got to play jazz instead of classical music. I do want to mention that Aleshka made the intro. So thank you for that. I love the synergy. <laughs> this is just, it's absolutely awesome. However, You're very by welcome. the way, I'm pretty confident and Aleshka knows Dan better than I do because I don't know Dan. I bet Dan would have responded to anyway. I think Aleshka absolutely made it easier and I cannot thank you enough for, um, for bringing that up during one of our calls and making the introduction. But I firmly believe that your message was strong enough you would have responded anyway. So that having been said, we need to get you ready for this call, which as I understand it is either today or tomorrow. Yeah, it's tonight at nine. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I love how this stuff comes together so fast. So what was the first piece of advice that I gave you about how to structure this conversation? Just make it an extension of the follow-up email. Exactly. So you've already sort of planned what the general theme is of this conversation. Right. Right? So the the important thing is that you don't want to get into a Zoom call and just chit-chat. That This has happened to me more than once where I have somebody that reaches out and we set up a call or we even set up a lunch and there's no point. I had this happen to me once before where USC, uh, I'm on the the USC mentorship committee from when I used to to teach editing at USC. So every once in a while, I'll still get an email from them saying, hey, one of our students has picked you from our mentorship list and they'd like to to set up a a mentorship uh, meeting. And I'll go to the lunch. And the last one I did was a little bit over a year ago, which is why it was a lunch. And I just sat there for an hour and a half and we just talked about movies. And I'm like, why am I here? Like it's, it's not about my time is valuable and you're wasting my time and who you are, are you to be bothering me? I genuinely carved out time in my day because I wanted to help this person. I had no idea what they wanted from me. None. We just talked for an hour and a half, mostly about their projects and why they love Quentin Tarantino. And it was just, they spent 20 minutes breaking down inglorious bastards. I'm like, why am I here right now? And it ended up being a giant waste of my time. So I know you're not going to do that, but I'm using that for point of emphasis that you need to have an agenda and you want to make that clear that here's the, the thing that I'm looking to figure out next. Just like I talked about with Aleshka, it's not tell me the story of your entire life and your journey to where you got today, Dan. It's just like it is in the message. Here's where I am now. Here's where I want to be. And here's this one area 
where I'm struggling, and I know that you struggle there too, that's going to give him a thread to start talking. What I don't want you to do, and this is something that I had mentioned in the, the Slack back and forth, is I don't want you to feel like it has to be on point and you're interviewing him and I have, you know what, Dan, I'm so glad that I have you here. All right, so question one. <laughs> By the way, I've got eight of them, so bear with me. But question one is, let him know you're just a real person. This is where I am. And of all of a sudden, uh, let's say that he brings up, uh, he's talking about this. And I was like, oh, yeah, it reminded me of the scene from Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead? That's my favorite one of all George Romero's movies. Let's say you spend 45 minutes from that point talking about George Romero. And you just go back and forth and you're having a great time. Some people will think, oh, my God, I totally wasted this call. Like, all we did was talk about zombie movies. No, you didn't. You just started building a friendship with somebody that wants to talk to you again because they enjoy talking about similar things. So I don't want you to feel like it has to be an interview, an agenda, and it's all professional. Just make it clear to Dan that there's a point and there's a takeaway for you at the end of the call so we can help you. But it's all jazz and not classical music. So that having been said, on the call, if there is something that isn't answered, what's going to make the call a failure? What do you want to walk away at the end of the call having an answer to? I would just like to hear his stories on how he moved from, you know, uh, assistant editor to editor and then also from editor to director. Or do you think that, you know, assistant to editor is not really the best question because it really doesn't really have anything to do with what, you know, what I'm trying to do? I think you know the answer to that already. You tell me how learning his transition from assistant editor to editor helps you. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it really doesn't. But I don't think it does. Where specifically are you stuck right at this very moment? Yeah, transitioning from an editor to directing. Exactly. So I don't think that his AE story is going to be really helpful. I'm sure that there are some general takeaways about how to build relationships or be good in the room. It's not to say that he's not going to have good advice for you, but I don't think that that good advice is helpful with where you are now. Like if I said to you, I've got some really good advice. If you want to shed five pounds then you need to eat five times a day to increase your metabolism. And you're like, okay, that's great advice, but totally useless because that's not my goal. Who cares, <laughs> right? That's really pertinent advice to me right now because the number one thing in my life I'm trying to achieve is getting rid of five pounds because I'm going to be on a course in 12 days. Really important advice to me, not to you. So I'm sure there are important, smart things you can share about that transition, but that doesn't help you. What you really need to know is how do I get recognized as a director in the TV industry if I have mostly been an editor in a completely different medium? What are my next steps to get into your world? So understanding how he made the transition from being seen as just an editor to a director, if he gave you some really good pieces of advice or takeaways or told you some good stories, do those help you take your next steps as soon as you get off the call? Yeah, for sure. That's 100%. the takeaway for the conversation. That doesn't mean it's the only thing you have to talk about, but I want you to feel like when I'm done with this conversation, do I feel like I had that answered and I know what to do next? Because what that do is it, it basically gives you a rudder to steer the conversation. So let's say that you do end up talking about George Romero for 20 minutes, completely off the beaten path, and you're just talking about lens choices and makeup and all this other stuff that has nothing to do with your career journey. You can always bring it back to, all right, man, that was awesome. I, I love that movie. So coming back to what I had uh, been talking about earlier – I noticed that you did your first directing gig on season 507. I don't actually know what it was, uh, but 507 of The Walking Dead, and you just edited this one. I'm curious, what was the conversation like with the showrunner where they finally said, we're going to give you a try? You can always steer it back to, this is the takeaway of the conversation. 
other than that, just be friendly. Just have a great conversation with him and just talk about things that you love. Let him talk about himself more than you talk about you and just see where it goes. So what I don't want you to have is a script. I don't want you to memorize anything. And I don't want you to feel like it has to go a certain way because that's when people get really nervous. Oh, yeah. crap. He's talking about this thing, but I wanted to ask. It, it just I, you totally get in your head. Yeah. Have an agenda and a takeaway where this is a successful call if this happens. Otherwise, this is just me building a relationship with Dan Lu and learning more about him and letting him talk about how he got where he is. So on top of that, how long should I aim to make the call, like I know it depends on the conversation, but like I don't want to take up too much of his time because I know he's super busy. You know, do you think like 30 minutes is a good time, roughly? What I always do is I ask them that question. Mm-hmm. What usually okay. happens, I've heard this happen over and over, where they set a specific time, it's usually 15 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if the conversation goes well, I'll get a Slack message. Oh my God, we ended up talking for an hour and a half. It went so well. But I want you to be very clear at the beginning. I am conscious of your time and how valuable it is. So I'll ask this when I do a podcast. I'll ask this if I do a meet and greet call. My first question before I actually get to my first question is, do you have a heart out? I want to be very conscious of your time. I know that we've got this on the book. It's until, you know, 1030 this morning. Is this a heart out? So I want to make very sure that I'm not taking up more of your time than I need to. And he might say, yeah, dude, like I've I've got a meeting at 1031. So we got to keep the short. Or he might say, "Eh, you know, don't worry about it then you know that give or take the plan was 30 minutes. But if it's going really well and you just get this gut feeling that you can just keep chatting and he's not trying to like shorten the conversation and like wrap it up, then don't worry about the time. But always be very conscious of their time and get a clear answer to what does your schedule look like right now. And from there, it's just jazz. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it because, I mean, I had specific questions, but I don't think I need to run that by you because you gave me the answer pretty much just, you know, make sure that, you know, if you have like, what's the goal of the call? And so I can modify all those questions. Um, or do you think it would be helpful to? If, if it's going to be helpful to you, I'm, I'm happy to go through them. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, This is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind. Game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync, always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, 
many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. I, I won't go through all of them, but the main thing it really was like, like what were the top, like, you know, one to three things you did that gave people confidence in you, in you as a director? Like, you know, did you do a short film? And then you were able to show that things, things like that. That's what most of them are. Yeah. And about. I think that, that that's questions like that are good. I just don't want you to fall into the trap of, all right, question three, Dan, right. what were the one to three things that you did that gave you the most confidence to transition from shorts? Because then it feels like you're being interviewed and it feels weird. Yeah. So right. think about as you're going through the conversation, you know, that it would be awesome if I could get that question answered, but how do I weave it in organically? Right. This is the exact same tactic that I use with podcast interviews. One of the reasons the podcast interviews come off as very conversational and friendly, I tell the guests right away, I say, I don't have any questions prepared for you. I have nothing prepared, but this is the takeaway that I want the audience to walk away with. This is our general area or topic of conversation. Other than that, this is just two people chatting, having a digital beer together. So I don't want you to feel any pressure, but they know what the general takeaway is, which is what you're going to bring up about making the transition from editor to director in a series. But I also have a whole bunch of bullet points that potentially I want to cover. So if I'm talking to an author or an expert, let's say it's Cal Newport, we'll use his as an example from, uh, from the Focus Yourself program. I know that I want to talk about the concept of productive meditation, how you can use productive meditation to get into a state of deep work. But what I'm not going to do is when Cal is talking about distractions, Cal, that was a great insight. But what I'd love to do now is talk about productive <laughs> meditation, right? I'm sure you've heard podcasts like that. And it's just, they don't flow. They're just, they're not engaging. I don't feel like I'm getting sucked into a conversation where I'm a fly in the wall saying, I can't believe I get to listen to these two people talk. It's more, it's an interview. Right, so I want right. you to think, all right, one of my questions is like, what are some of the things he did to build confidence so he could make that transition? And then if it comes up organically in the conversation, oh, Dan, dude, I'm so glad you said that. That actually reminds me, one of the things I'm wondering is, and then you can insert it. So right. I have an idea of what are the general areas that I wanna hit, what are the bullet points, but not in any specific order, but they're kind of in the back of your mind if it makes sense to bring it up. Cool. But the, the best way to get the most value out of this conversation and to make Dan feel like, he is getting the most value out of it. He needs to feel like he's giving you advice that you can use that's going to help you. Because mm -hmm. at the end of it, he's like, well, Paul seems like a nice guy. And that was fun. But did I help? I don't know. But if Dan feels like he gave you a really good piece of advice and he kind of sees the light bulb moment for you, it's like, man, I'm really glad I talked to Paul. I'm excited to hear what comes next for him. That's what makes it valuable for both of you. Cool. And then I guess my, my final question is just um, what's a good way to end the conversation to set the stage for staying in touch? 
Really good question. Oh man, you've got good <laughs> questions. So the, the best way to set the stage is assuming that Dan gives you good advice. And I have no doubt that anybody that's a friend of Aleshka is going to be giving people good advice and is going to be helpful. So assuming that's the case, what I usually like to do is wrap it up with, listen, this thing you just said, I cannot thank you enough. Like I've spent years trying to crack the code. That one thing you just mentioned, I really think this is going to be a game changer for me. Do you mind if I reach out maybe in a month or two to let you know how things are going? That's all it takes. It's that simple. Do you mind if I reach out to tell you that you're a genius and you helped me? You're not going to say it that way, but that those are the kind of the words underneath the words. That's how I maintain all the relationships that I do with people that I have, frankly, no, I have no business building relationships with some of the people that I do, but that's how I do it. They give me advice. I take that advice. I beat the living crap out of that advice and I get more out of it than they ever thought. And they're like, well, if I gave that little advice and you got that much out of it, I want to give him more advice. And that's how it becomes Sherpa mentorship. And that's how you find your Mr. Miyagi. And I don't think that Dan's going to be your Mr. Miyagi per se, but I think he could definitely become a Sherpa that you can reach out to consistently over the course of the next year, two years, three years, maybe once every six months, three, four, five months, whatever it is. Hey, Dan, so I took the advice, I did this, I just landed this gig, but now I'm kind of wondering, what do I do about this challenge or this problem? That's right. potentially the kind of relationship you can build, which is very similar to what I talked about with Aleska that she wants to build with Julio. But you, okay. have, you have to teach Dan that you listen, you take advice, you run with it, so he feels like it's worth his time to give you more advice. Cool. Yeah, because the last thing I, you know, I try to do this with everything, but the last thing I want to do is just someone who was like, oh, yeah, I gave him advice and he just disappeared. I don't know where he is now. It happens all the time. And it's, it's one of my yeah. biggest pet peeves. I will, I'll go out of my way to have a mentorship conversation with somebody and I, with all levels. I mean, you guys see the, the very level of uh, careers, like even on this one call here, we've got a span of 25 to 30 years in the career trajectory. I'll do calls with people that are right near retirement. I'll do calls with high schoolers and they never follow up with me. Like, do you have any idea what a missed opportunity that is? But then I'll have others that three months later, like clockwork, I'm here, got another question. I'm like, that's how you do it. And those are the ones that I respond to that I give more advice because I know they're going to take it and use it. Right. Uh, one more thing. Um, is it weird to, to offer him like, like, hey, can I, can I get you a gift certificate to your favorite restaurant, you know, for your, for your time as a thank you? Is that, is that weird? Is that like put him on the spot? I don't think it's, I don't think it's weird. I think for the first one, it probably is. Um, okay. What I usually like to do if I have a, a really good email exchange with somebody, um, I, I mean, frankly, I wasn't doing Zoom calls before the pandemic. So with the way that I would do it now doing during the, the Zoom situation, which hopefully is not going to be a problem that much longer, if he gives you just absolutely amazing advice, one of the ways you can follow up and say, listen, when things go back to normal, the least I can do is take you out to lunch at your favorite place um, when you've got the time. Mm -hmm. Just kind of put it out there. But I, I think that it's, remember when we talked about the concept of reciprocity? Yeah. And you open the door for somebody at Starbucks and they give you a big giant hug and they're in tears and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, weird, <laughs> right? I, given the, the conversation, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't know Dan, Aleshka can maybe speak to this, but I don't think Dan feels like he would deserve a gift certificate to his favorite restaurant just because he jumped on Zoom for 30 minutes and answered a few questions. But if it's about further building the relationship, it's not, here's me paying you for your time. It's when things go back to normal, I would just love to continue this conversation. I had so much fun and this was so valuable to me. You know, just wanted to throw it out there that I'd love to take you out to lunch when the time is right. Cool. Okay. That's all I got. So, how do you feel about your call? 
Good, good. Um, you know, I just have a, a couple things like uh, I want to tweak as far as like, you know, I'm going to like write down some points or whatever, but I'm not going to, you know, try to memorize a script and have a list of questions. I'm just going to maybe have like a few key things, but yeah, definitely not going to have a list and be like, so by the way, question two. <laughs> yeah, good. Excellent. I love to hear it. So Aleska, given that you actually know this person, have I given Paul any bad advice? Not at all. I feel very self-conscious think... having these conversations about somebody that I've never met. No, that's just like, yeah, but I know him. So I just, I could be <laughs> talking out of my ass. I don't, know. I don't think so. He's a very nice guy. And I'm sure uh, you'll have a great conversation. Just relax. Zach was saying, be conversational and try to build that relationship. He's great. So, I mean, you saw how quickly he responded. I, I emailed him and, you know, it was like super quick. So, I'm sure it's going to be great. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Awesome. Thank you again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. One of, the, one of the things that I think about when I'm going to do something like this and I get in my head and I get nervous, it doesn't matter who it is. I just tell myself, this person's trying to figure out life just like I am. They figured out the part where I'm stuck. They've got their own problems and their own challenges and their own insecurities. They're trying to figure out life just like I am. That, that helps yeah. me feel a little bit a little bit easier because I guarantee Dan is just as freaked out about the next steps in his career and what he's going to do when he's working on new shows. Mm-hmm. Like He's got all the same insecurities, just not the same ones that you have where you are now. That's the only difference. I, right. I was going to mention, you know, th- the one thing to know about him is that he's pretty new in this directing thing. He's still figuring it out and he's very excited about it. Like you can tell there's a lot of passion. So I'm sure he would love talking to you about what he's doing now and what he's been doing in the recent past. Because, you know, he's all in it right now with, with, with directing. So Awesome. Yeah, I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to hear about this call. <laughs> the, the, the whole trajectory from day one when you and I had your intro call to right now is just like textbook. It's just it's I love it. I'm so, ex- I'm so excited about this. And I can't wait until whether it's a year or two years, whatever it is. And you're like. Yep. So I'm um, directing an episode of uh, Fear the Walking uh, Still Dead or whatever the next show is going to be. So um, this yeah. is all very exciting. Yeah. I, I remember, like, you know, when I got the message, I was like, holy crap. I was like, Zach is a genius. And then I, the second thought was, <laughs> what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> uh-huh. That's how it works. Um, I, I'm not going to, I won't share the details publicly with the group yet, but I was just telling Debbie right before the, the call the exact same situation happened to me where I today, like when I look at what my life has been the last two weeks and the things that I've done and the people that I've uh, been training with, it's like, what in the hell is my life right now? Like when did, it's just like, what have I got myself into? But it's from years and years of planting these seeds and putting that value out there and just occasionally following up, demonstrating, you gave me great advice. I'm going to take it and I want to reconnect. And now it's like, how the hell do I, how are these opportunities happening? And I'm not, it's people coming to me, but it all started with planting the seed, building the relationship and showing that I take advice. That's the magic formula. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's awesome, you know, putting it into practice, but also seeing you, the person teaching us also doing it and getting results as well. So it's like, yeah, it's just really awesome to see. Yeah. Well, if whatever you're feeling in your gut about what the hell have I gotten myself into, that's the story of my life right now. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. 
I'm into health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes and man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I could just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky and that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating. Unfortunately, as the years have gone by, every day getting out of bed, it's like, you know, two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps. And that I thought you just sort of live with now. But yeah, once starting the collagen daily or near daily, it's just gone. So for us, job 1A here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed, 100% pasture-raised cows. And then the second thing, if you're actually going to do it every day, it needs to be simple. It needs to taste good. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase for that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash New Standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.